Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway. Tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Caius. We've got our engineer Kyle, who's really playing with the buttons over there. Producer T Bone is in the house. T Bone, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great. Great. How are you doing? <laughs> and then, of course, our in-house barbecue expert and my co-host Dan Doc Hathaway. Dan, how are you, buddy? Well, I'm frightened <laughs> beyond belief by the intro. I wasn't expecting that. And uh, I looked up at my computer and thought something horrible was going on. I wasn't either. <laughs> by the way, just another reason I wear Depends during the show. So anyway, <laughs> coming up, Dan has lined up for us another wonderful guest that I uh, will butcher his last name every time I try it. Let me, here we go. Brad... No, I can't do it. It's Brad Leininger. 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 See, if I say it right after you, I can say it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's Brad fine. Leininger. Yeah, Leininger. This and is, and, and, and T-Bone will really love to tease me about this. This is, I've been in radio for a long time, and I have never done radio news, and I never will because I can't pronounce names worth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the thing of it is, I get booked every once in a while at one of the local casinos to announce names for contests, and... Some of the names, people just go, is that me? I go, I think so. Just here's some money. Just here you go. <laughs> anyway, Brad Leininger, Leininger uh, who, by the way, he is currently in first place in the Kansas City Barbecue Society in points for the year, uh, right behind our buddy Joe Pierce, or I mean, ahead of Joe Pierce, yeah. I should say. You, you know what? We should explain that the just for those people who don't know, the Kansas City Barbecue Society isn't just Kansas City. Right. This thing is yeah, huge. It's, it's worldwide, really. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for, and I appreciate that because I was just moving along, not paying attention, but no, it is huge. And so, um, again, another special guest. He, by the way, he is a, um, gateway drum smokers guy. Yeah. He, uh, he and Tim really kind of took that concept of gateway drum smokers and they took it to a whole nother level. They're actually, they're teaching classes around the world. I mean, they're, they're doing a lot with uh, the hot and fast style of cooking. It's pretty I w- neat. I went to the website for gateway drum smokers and man, those things are gorgeous. And <laughs> they are and gorgeous. Got, I got to get one over to your house so you can cook on it. They're amazing. Bring it. I, I mean, that would be pretty cool. Bring it. Just, I will. Yeah. Just make sure that T-Bone doesn't have my address. Right. The barbecue radio nation <laughs> tour. Bring it by my place too. Also, Brad's got 42 grand champions and 120 category wins. And a couple of his websites to check out gettingbasted.com. That's gettingbasted.com and DS Poorhouse. No, am I saying that right? Well, it's Downing Street Poorhouse. Downing Street right. Poorhouse. Yeah. So it's DS Poorhouse.com and we'll give you all the details about that. So that's coming up. Also, now, now that's not P O O R, is it? Thank you. It's P O U R. Man, he's gonna. He, you know, this is, is such this, a stickler for hold all on, the minute both, details. Hold on, both of you guys are married. Is this what it's like to be married? To be corrected all the time? I'm just checking. 
Oh, wow. I don't know. Oh, I never, I never I'm see my I'm wife afraid, anymore. I'm afraid I might answer the question wrong. <laughs> Man, I did a little joke yeah. and they got real scared. Well, like, you know, I mean, you, uh, our wives might be listening to the show. You're not married. You don't know what it's like to get, be wrong. <laughs> By the way, ladies, I love you. I love you. I do love you. I really love you. Um, so also coming up later in the show, we're going to talk about barbecue horror stories of things that have gone wrong when barbecuing. Before we get started, uh, T-Bone had a great little thing before we get to our uh, Ask Dr. Dan segment. Any, you guys got any just general scary horror stories in life in general that something happened that you just like kind of freaked you out? Okay, the most scared oh, I've, should, I've ever by the been. Way, I should mention, by the way, this is Halloween weekend. So, um, and if that doesn't scare you, you're going to lose an hour of sleep or gain an hour of sleep and lose an hour of daylight oh, this man. weekend, too. Yeah, so, in, in case you're listening to an archive show in the middle of July, <laughs> um, <laughs> wondering what's going on. Somebody, by the way, made a great comment because let's face it, 2020 has not been the best years. And they go, really? You're going to add an hour to this year? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, T-Bud. You got one? Okay. I was in high school, and I was home alone, and I started hearing noises coming from the basement. That's a that's a good start. And I was like, just really, what is going on here? So in the kitchen, I go to the drawer. I grab myself a nice big butcher knife, and uh, I am, I'm ready to defend myself. <laughs> now, the door... Hold on. First of all, how, how old were you? Oh, probably like 16. Okay. I the, thought you were going to like seven with a butcher knife. The, the, the door leading downstairs is within arm's length of me. And I'm standing there with the butcher knife. And all of a sudden, the door was not properly closed. And, you know, when the latch just kind of like gives up and it just kind of goes and opens a crack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened. I dropped that butcher knife. I screamed like a 12-year-old girl at a Justin Bieber concert. With apologies to all 12-year-old girls at Justin Bieber concert. And ran out. I I didn't think I could hit a note that high. (laughs) Um, I ran out the front door just, uh, and I didn't stop running until I was like way down the street. Well, what was it? Uh, The house settling. (laughs) Really? Wow. Yeah. I have a house built right after World War II. I hear nothing but cracks and pops. Oh, well, see. That could be my knee. That could be my knee, though. (laughs) (laughs) Good story, T-Bone. And now it's time for Ask Dr. Dan, our barbecue fix-it man. It is brought to you by our October barbecue sauce of the month, Banana Jack Murphy's Original Barbecue Sauce. Your taste buds will go bananas. And be sure to check out the Banana Jack Murphy Show at TigerRadio.com. That's TigerRadio.com. All right, T-Bone, what you got for Dr. Dan? I got an email from Jeffrey Brewer. He did not tell me where he was from. Dr. Dan, when should you put the sauce on the meat? Wow. Well, that's a controversial question because a lot of people claim that good barbecue doesn't need sauce. Period. Period. Which I tend to be on the other side of that. I I, I do like barbecue sauce. And truth be told, you know, it the when you want to apply sauce is really up to you and and you really have to take into consideration how much sugar is in the sauce because you definitely don't want to sl- you know have a perfectly cooked slab of ribs throw a really sweet sauce on it put it back on the cooker for you know 15 20 minutes and and risk burning that sauce to your to your ribs and turn it into just like this hard candy shell on the outside of it 
Because there's nothing worse than the flavor of burnt sugar on, on a slab of ribs. So it sounds like definitely not at the beginning. You don't, <laughs> no, you don't want to start it at the beginning. But then you go back, and then like in the Carolinas, it's really popular to, to mop the right. mop the you know pork butts or, or whole you know whole animal with a, a vinegar based sauce, which actually is their finished sauce as well. So. You know, it really depends on the sauce itself and and what you're cooking and the the temperature you're cooking. I was going to say, what doesn't the temperature? If it's if it's a really high temperature, don't you risk more of the burning? Of the it? burning, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I tend to put things on it. You know, last five minutes. So I'll uh, I'll get a slab of ribs out, paint some paint some sauce on it, throw it back on the cooker, just let it set up. You don't want it to reduce too much on the meat. You don't want it to eva- you know evaporate that natural moisture in there or you'll just burn it up. So. Thank you so much. Yeah. And we want to thank Jeffrey for your question, for your Ask Dr. Dan. We're going to give you an October barbecue sauce of the month. But Je- <laughs> Banana, Jack Murphy's original barbecue sauce. Your taste buds will go bananas. And be sure to check out the Banana Jack Murphy Show at TigerRadio.com. Coming up next, we got Brad right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, DVDs, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. The neck's broken. The brain is useless. We must find another brain. (laughs) 
And welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation, the Halloween edition. I am Dave Caius along with, uh, well, he's a very scary man, Dan Hathaway, my barbecue expert. <laughs> We've got with us Brad Leininger. Nope. Leininger. 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 Yes. Oh, we got Brad. Brad L. is our guest today. He is, by the way, currently in first place in the Kansas City Barbecue Society in points for the year, which is unbelievable. And then he, he helps represent the Gateway Drum Smokers, and those things are gorgeous. We're going to talk about that. It's got 42 grand champions, 122 category wins, teaches classes with Tim Shear from Blue Hogs and Gateway Drums. A couple of websites to check out, gettingbasted.com. That's getting no G at the end, gettingbasted.com and DS Poorhouse, which is P-O-U-R house.com. Those, of course, all end up on our Facebook page. But welcome to the show, Brad. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing good. Where are you, where are you at right now, buddy? I'm sitting in Springfield, Missouri. Good old Springfield. Time. Yeah. Have you, have you gone to one of the minor league games there at that park? I have. It's been a little while since I've been there, but yeah, it's a beautiful ballpark. Gorgeous little park down there. So, well, okay. So here's the deal. You've got the Gateway Drum Smokers, and I was looking at their websites. We've talked about that before. We spent a lot of time earlier in the fall talking about grills and smokers to buy for the, as we head into the winter, and they were all on sale and everything. But, you know, one of those things, I think if you're like me and you've never done smoking before, you're kind of intimidated by it, but what what can a gateway drum smoker do for somebody who's starting out and and really help them out to to become a better barbecuer? Well, I mean, it makes uh, you know professional level uh, you know uh, results, and you, and you're paying backyard prices basically mm. is what it's down to. I mean, it's a pit. You know, we go out there and we compete on them every weekend. You know, it gets the best in the world. And, and a lot of those guys have ten, twelve thousand dollar pits that we're competing against. And we're throwing, uh, you know, we kind of jokingly call them trash games, but we're out there on, <laughs> on basically, uh, you know, 55 gallon drum and uh, it's accessible to anybody. So, you know, for, for a small investment, relatively, you can cook uh, championship level barbecue. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't cook on anything else. So that shows how I feel about them. What, when you're, if, let's say you're starting out and it's going to be your first time using a gateway drum smoker, what would be the, okay, you're a rookie. What are you going to throw on there the first time? What would you suggest to somebody? And I know you teach classes with Tim Shea. Yeah, we teach a lot of classes on them. And the main thing to keep in mind, it's a little different philosophy that, that when you open the lid up, you know, most smokers lose heat. Uh, when you're working on a drum smoker, you know, it's kind of air in, air out. You've got intakes, you've got the exhaust and, and the way you choke it down is just choking down the air. So when you lift that lid off, you're putting a big, big blast of air in there. So the main thing that people get in trouble with with gateways is you've got to go inside with a purpose. Mm. Uh, you've got to have a plan when you're going to go in there and get that lid back on there. Otherwise, you can lose control of the of the temperatures. But other than that, you give them a little bit of air and, and they run. You don't have to sit there and feed the fire. You don't have it's you know it really takes fire management out of your hands. Yeah. So Brad's exactly right about the championship barbecue quality that you can get off of Gateway Drum. So much so. That if I'm not mistaken, Brad, you actually use Gateway Drum Smokers in your restaurants down in Springfield, right? Barbecue Radio Network with Dave Caius and Andy Groneman will be right back. Hey, Bar and Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. 
We do. It gives it a unique flavor. You know, that's one of the things we really like is you've got the meat, you know, it's not an indirect method of cooking. It's, it's a hot and fast direct method of cooking. So you get a flavor that you just can't replicate any other way. You know, we've got the wood smoke, we've got the flavor, but you've also got a little bit of that fat dripping on the coals that ends up flavoring. I think I like, you know, kind of like when you're cooking a steak in the backyard, it gives that flavor and you just can't really get it from anywhere else. You can't cheat that flavor. So uh, we do use it at the restaurant. So. So would you consider that more of like a traditional like pit style cooking or or how, what are we calling that these days? Man, I, yeah, I think, you know, it is more of a traditional over the fire, over the open coals, pit style cooking. But, you know, hot and fast is, is as you know, it's relatively a new thing in barbecue. And, and so we're doing it a lot quicker. But, yeah, it's definitely got its roots in in that old, you know, open pit fire, you know, cooking. You know, Brad, and uh, we're always discussing with Dan, you know, kind of like um, the the length of time to prepare stuff. And so kind of we've kind of in general, we talked about, you know, during the week, you might come home and you, you throw something on the grill, hamburgers or something quick, and then you save the weekend for smoking. But if you're doing hot and fast, well, you could do that when you come home from work, couldn't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, rack of ribs, you can get done in a couple of hours. You know, we, we call it burn and turn. You know, we sit there and, and you could honestly go out, you know, put the ribs on, go out and mow the yard, come back and eat dinner. You know, I mean, it's that easy on those gateway drums. So uh, it, it's it's a cool way to cook. It's a hands on way to cook. It's a lot of fun, but it is it is a lot faster. So you're not sitting there tending a fire overnight. I still love to do that. So every now and then I'll fire up a stick burner. But if you got to feed somebody and you can get a brisket done in five hours or a pork butt done in four hours, it's awfully nice to have that in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And and man, I've I've got home at, from work at five thirty, six o'clock in the afternoon, and, and thrown a slab of ribs on, and everybody's eating by eight. It's it's an awesome thing. So it, it, you can really knock some stuff out really quick. I mean, briskets are four and a half hours. If you ever want to check out an awesome website, check out the Gateway Drum Smoker website, and and check out the uh, White Rabbit uh, brisket recipe that Brad put on there. If you follow it, you know, to a T you will not screw up a brisket. It's amazing. It your, your, really wife, your wife beat me at a competition <laughs> yes, yes, using <laughs> my own backyard. And it was only like the second good top secret stuff. Yeah. And it was the second time the she did it. Yeah. It was so <laughs> awesome. So speaking uh, of the turn and burn thing, you guys are turning around from cooking in Shawnee, Oklahoma last weekend, and you're heading out to Virginia to defend the, uh, defend your points right now, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm in the lead by two points over uh, Slaps Barbecue there in KC, and and uh, I pretty much got to go follow where he goes, and, uh, you know, he called up and said, uh, we got to go to Virginia. There's two contests out there. Uh, there's one in Osage, Kansas, which is a lot closer, but uh, he's got to double up. It's the last weekend of the season. Uh, everything's on the line. He wants to give himself two chances to get those points uh, that he needs to pass me, and I- I've got to follow him out there and make sure he doesn't get them. So tell me this, Brad. So I see, I talk to a lot of barbecue guys and, you know, I see a lot of guys that are chasing points and all that stuff and everybody gets to the end of the year and they're so worn out from chasing points and they, they talk about, Oh, I can't believe I'm spending all this time doing this. This has got to be pretty fun though. Man, it's fun when it's going back and forth like this. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I liked it. What I like about this is whoever wins it this year actually went out there and earned it. You know, we've been getting wins. Joe and I both have, you know, we've been getting wins. We've been getting reserve grand championships. We've been going up there, putting up scores. So instead of, you know, everybody else not doing it, Joe and I have both jumped up there and, and, and have been getting wins. And we're not the only two that have it on the line this weekend. They're uh, heavy smoke from out of St. Louis has got a chance. If he goes out there and gets two grands, he can still get it done. So this year, because of COVID and because of the shortened season, uh, it, it's actually made for a lot more drama in the team of the year race instead of just having one or two teams, you know, that are out there at the end of the year. Uh, there's still three or four guys that are still playing for something. 
Now, Brad, uh, you're talking about uh, competing in Virginia, and you're down in Springfield, Missouri. Now, I assume a big-time barbecuer like you, you just send the crew out there, and then you fly out in your private jet and meet them there, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you bet. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> stir, the Sterling Ball method. No, I, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm loading everything up, man. I've got my trailer. I've, I've got a new one on order. My trailer's probably got 200,000 miles on it. It's falling apart as we speak. I lost a fender in uh, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska here about three weeks ago. That's and, a country uh, song if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you. It, it, it's been a lot of fun, but we've done just because all the doubles they have now. You know, it used to be one contest a weekend. Now it's two. And when you're chasing points, you've got to do those because it's, you know, somewhat of a numbers game. And so I'm going to end up cooking nine contests in – uh in October. And I believe it's in seven States. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, you know, fr- from Wyoming to Virginia. So it's, it, it is a grind. It's been fun, but yeah, I will be happy when the clock turns, you know, when the calendar flips over November, I will, I will uh, be happy and take it, take a couple weeks off and uh, you know, win or lose uh, it, you know, it's, it's gratifying, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty worn out right now. Now, Brad, I got a question for you. When you're traveling, like, say, from Springfield, Missouri to, to Virginia, do you guys stop at barbecue joints along the way and try restaurants out? Oh, good Lord, no. It takes a little while. And Dan can attest to this. When you're competing and you're doing it, of course, you know, I have restaurants. You know, we've got, got four restaurants as well. So I'm around barbecue all the time. And, and I, I took something that I obviously loved and, and, you know, I've got a perfect barbecue, uh, barbecuers physique, you know, for me that, but I've turned that into something that I really don't eat a lot anymore. And, okay. uh, you know, it, it is a shame, but I will get to where after, you know, two or three months off, I'll get to where I start craving barbecue again. As soon as that happens, I know it's time to start competing. Hey, Brad, I hate yeah. to hate to cut you off. We're going to bring you by, right back. So please don't go anywhere. We're talking to Brad right here on barbecue radio nation. A werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Forks Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein Barbecue Radio Nation with Dave Caius and Dan Hathaway will be right back, right after this. Who is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead? (laughs) Oh, why can't every weekend be Halloween? Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Kyes, along with Engineer Kyle, who's having some fun over there, along with Producer T-Bone, who's setting it all up, and my co-host, our barbecue expert, Dan Hathaway. And we've got, uh, as a guest today, Brad... Leininger. That's like I said. So, uh, Brad, uh, so, so many words, awards. He's currently first place in the Kansas City Barbecue Society in points for the year. He's also a representative of the Gateway Drum Smokers. You need to check those out. Those things are gorgeous. 42 grand champions, 120 category wins. Of course, trying to go for a big win and teaches classes with Tim Shear from Blue Hogs and Gateway Drums. And check out his website, gettingbasted.com. That's G-E-T-T-I-N basted.com. Or DS Poorhouse, and that's P O U R DS Poorhouse.com. So, Brad, uh, 
you know, this is this is happens to be fall on Halloween weekend, and we've kind of been wanting to talk about barbecue horror stories. I'm sure you've either ruined a brisket or you've been on the road and your tires fell off. What, what kind of barbecue horror story do you have for us, Brad? Well, we, you know, we already mentioned a fender, you know, that that's one on the road, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 as far as during the cook, I remember my, my biggest thing. And, and I still laugh about this. We're sitting there and, you know, you'd mentioned Tim Shearer earlier. We were at a contest in, in Lori, Missouri, and uh, we had gotten into the uh, celebra- celebratory, uh, you know, 922 shots and the 707 Lucky Beers and all that stuff. <laughs> and at some point along the way, I had forgotten to light my chicken cooker. I use a different oh, no. uh, cooker for each meat. And so I'm sitting there and, and I lift up the <laughs> lid to my gateway drum, get ready to put the chicken on. And I realize that that thing is, it, it has not even been lit. Haven't even thought about lighting the thing. And so I, I'm sitting there shuffling around and, and, uh, you know, trying to figure out where the heck I'm going to cook my chicken. So, you know, I'm throwing ribs off everything, pulling meat off. That's not done yet. You know, just to find a way to cook, you know, try to get like, I tried to get eight chicken thighs down there on the grate. Of course, you know, my results were we're about as you would expect. So that, that's probably my biggest uh, horror, you know, one that I wake up with sweats. And I, I, I promise you, I have an alarm on my phone right now to remind myself to turn, you know, to, to light that chicken cooker. It's the only alarm I use in barbecue to make sure I have that thing lit up. So I never do that again. So you've got 120 category wins, but that day was not 121 category wins. I was not. It was it was not my finest day. Let's put it that way. It was not my fun. I had a lot of fun though. That oh yeah, you always have fun. I I have that nightmare all the time that I I show up to a contest and I forget to light my pit. Oh, wow. I, I've had that. I actually have that nightmare a lot, and it's weird because I you know it's just one of those things. But it, it's it, an important part of the process. It's a very I mean, I it's a know, key. I, we'll teach that in the class. You uh, know. <laughs> That, yeah, that's that's why you make all that money teaching I, classes. I was gonna say that, that's why you're an instructor. That's right. Step one: light the N- light the fire. That's <laughs> right. Uh, number two: don't forget to buy something to cook with. That's probably number two. Yeah, that, yeah. Good meat is important. Yeah, for sure. So, so you actually use a, a gateway for uh, each individual category to contest. I do, I do, and it's just because I, you know, I started out. I, I, I cooked on three. Uh, I was cooking two on the meat. It, it, those things for, for a contest and, and to be clear, you know, cooking in the backyard, it's a good flavor, but you get a little bit of a flavor from the meat dripping on the, the, the fat dripping on the coals. Mm. And it's something that you can't really control how much that is. So in, in contests, I like to start with clean drums, you know, down to bare metal, you know, seasoning and all just so it's something that I can repeat. And so I want that with each meat. So I use each one in the backyard or the one that I cook at home on. I don't worry about that as much, but when I'm in a contest, I want to make sure everything I do is repeatable. And part of that is having, making sure that my drums are, are clean when I start. I don't want to start uh, one meat on a drum that's been cooked on for something else, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So if you're using one for each category to contest, how many drums do you guys actually have at your, uh, at your restaurants? Yeah. Well, so we, uh, you know, the one in Branson, which is, you know, in the summer is our, our you know, our busiest one. We, we run 10 drums oh, wow. and they're pretty well running around the clock. So, you know, we may cook 200 racks of ribs and we can fit uh, uh, 10 racks of ribs in each one at a time. So we'll do two cycles of ribs and then we'll cook, you know, 60 or 70 briskets or whatever it, it is. And our pit guys are great. They take a lot of a lot of pride. And I hope none of you listen to this radio stuff show because in the <laughs> summer that has to be the worst job. And, <laughs> and I, I, I really appreciate the guys that get up in the morning in a hundred degree weather and go out there and cook all that meat on those barrels because it, it, it is a chore and they, but they take a lot of pride in it. And, uh, 
you know, and the results speak for themselves. You know, the, the, the food's good that they put out. Absolutely. So if you're doing 10 slabs of ribs on one of those gateways, you're hanging them then, right? Oh yeah. We hang them on the, at the restaurant. That's awesome. Hang them up. Yeah. That, that's one yep. of the cool things about the gateways that I, that I really love is that you have that option to hang stuff. I mean, I've, I've hung brisket points. I've done brisket flats and, and you know, whole chickens and, and it just, it's a neat, it's a neat way to cook if you've never done it before. Yeah. It gives good, even heat up and down. You know, it, it, it's, you think you're going to burn this stuff down by the fire and you might get a little bit crispy. That's actually the best bone on the rib, the one that's down there by the fire. Oh, but yeah. the way those things come back, it actually ends up becoming really even heat and, and it keeps you from having to do, you know, some of the flipping and turning and stuff that, that you have to do if you're laying them on the rack. Mm-hmm. Brad, we're, we're running out of time. We got less than two minutes. You know, you've, you've had, you've got these restaurants. What's something you've learned from the restaurant that you could tell somebody who's trying to improve as a backyard barbecue that, that you've learned through your years as a, owning a restaurant? Well, I think, you know, especially with the gateway drums and the way we cook, I think people focus too much on that, that stink and temperature dial. You know, they, they think they've got to have this perfect thing and cooking barbecue is really easy. It boils down to no matter what you cook in, it doesn't matter what temperature you're cooking at, you're cooking the meat to a good color. So pay attention to it, why it's cooking. And then you're wrapping it up in a flavorful liquid and, you, and you're basically braising it till it's tender. So, you know, your tyings and all this stuff, and the temperature, it doesn't matter. Just cook at whatever temperature the pit wants to run at. And when that thing is a nice mahogany, good smoked color, wrap it up and then go until it probes tender. And if you do that, you could cook on any pit, you can cook any meat and you can do whatever you want in the world of barbecue. Man, that was excellent. That, you know, that that's what this show's all about is helping the backyard barbecue. And you just did a class right there. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, and we, of course, want to give out your website. It's gettingbasted.com, gettingbasted.com, and also dspoorhouse.com, dspoorhouse.com. That, by the way, will all be on our Facebook page. So be looking for that. Brad, it's been a pleasure. Good Good luck. Um, you know, Joe Pierce is a buddy of the show, so we want you guys to tie. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I you know I love, I, I love Joe, and I you know I, watching him get you know do what he's done has has been gratifying as well. So win or lose. We had a good time, and uh, we're going to go out there and finish it up in Virginia. Thanks again, Brad. Hey, thanks so much for being a part of our show, and we'll be right back talking more horror stories with Barbecue on Barbecue Radio Nation. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. Horrible, horrible things are going to happen! Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, haha, they're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. 
You thought it was a joke and so you laughed You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid Right? You know uh-huh. you laughed, I heard you laugh You laughed, you laughed and laughed and then you left But now you know I'm utterly mad And they're coming to take me away Welcome back to our Halloween edition of Barbecue Radio Nation with Dan and Dave You know, T-Bone and myself, we're close in age Dan is the young one here, even though he thinks he's old And he's like going, what is that song? It's terrifying and <laughs> that, I, I, that may have been a number one hit uh, First it, note it Certainly top 40 First note, I knew the song It was like that, you know, that old game TV game show I can name that tune. I, at first, I went, "Oh, that's coming to take me away." I knew that. We used to, we used to like sing that and stuff on the playgrounds and stuff. Yeah, that's an old song. Wow, I, that is honest to God, the first time I've ever heard that. Before. I thought, I thought it was like some, some old Frank Zappa or something to start. I should have had a camera on your face. With that I know. Story. God's that name is going on. Looking here. around, like, is that in my headphones? Oh well. Welcome to the scary edition of Barbecue Radio Nation. And it's time for our radio station shout-out, which goes to WZEP 1460 AM in Defuniac Springs, Florida. Thank you so much for being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Tune them in again at WZEP 1460. And uh, we're having some cold weather up here, so I would like to be in Florida right now. Oh, okay, man. I am very <laughs> jealous of those folks. So this is, of course, a couple things going on this weekend. We got Halloween weekend, which is on Saturday, which is... Kind of for the kids anymore, mostly for the adults. Um, and then, uh, and then you're going to gain an hour, but lose daylight, which I, I, you know, with, with it being 2020, just whatever. Let's yeah, just get it over. With. I know. Let's just get it over. With. <laughs> I'm personally one of those people when it comes to daylight savings time. I'd like two more hours. I'd like to just let it keep going and maybe go till midnight. I could, I could be very happy up in Iceland during well, the winter. I, well, I've seen I've seen the the timestamps on the emails you send me, and yeah, I, I completely understand <laughs> I'm a, that. I'm a very much night person. Anyway, uh. what are, thank Brad for his horror story, and kind of, we kind of wanted to have some fun with with Halloween weekend and some barbecue horror stories. Now, real quick, I got to tell you a story. You guys, of course, know I do stand up comedy on occasion, and I was down in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Which, by the way, if you've never been there, it is the most beautiful little setting down in the Ozarks, Eureka, Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Staying at the Crescent Hotel and Spa, which, by the way, is known for being haunted. And what I'm about to tell you is a true story. I'm not making this up. So we did a comedy show down at another bar, and where they were they were staying at the Crescent Hotel and Spa in Eureka Springs. And everybody starts telling us after the show all these horror stories about the hotel. And and I have to admit, I was getting a little scared. So that, after we get down, we go up. Our our rooms are on the top floor, and we're walking down. And the bar happened to be on the top floor, and it had like two doors with the windows in it. Okay, so you could open one door, you could open both doors, and the other comedian, being a comedian, looks into this dark bar, and he goes, "Oh, I see something." And I'm like starting to get scared. And I, I swear to God, I see him reaching for the doorknob. He doesn't touch the doorknob and the door goes bang like it was pushing against the other door. No way. Yes. I swear <laughs> to God. I mean, his hand was a foot away. And we both like, <laughs> like we screamed like it was a 12 year old girl. At yes, a, at a Justin Bieber Justin concert. Bieber contest. Again, apologize to all 12 year old year old girls. But we went screaming down the hallway. And I mean, the, the hair on the back of my neck 
was freaking out. I go into my little room. They only have like four channels, and I'm watching some movies and trying to calm down. And it turned out to be Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> no way! <laughs> I swear to God! Wow! So yes, I uh, that that was that was. But let's talk about yeah, barbecue. No, wait, I, I assume yes. the client booked that for you. Yeah, and probably yeah. on purpose. Yeah. And they're they're renowned. I mean, they openly talk about it being being a haunted hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. I mean, it's gorgeous, but oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. so Dan, you're our expert here. You're the one who's, <laughs> well, but you know, everybody in the barbecue world, I don't care how good they are, has had the nightmare stories of barbecue. Give, give me one or two. Okay, I'll give you my number one nightmare story of all time. Good. Okay, so it was a couple of years back and it was when I was cooking a lot, you know, and we were doing maybe 10 or 15 contests a year. And that's, that was a lot for me at the time. Uh, you know, including what I do at the store and everything. So sure. it took a lot of time. So I got to a point where I was really, I was, I was really hot cooking chicken. I mean, just, I, I was always in the top five. If I wasn't, if I wasn't third, I was first and, and we were just really killing it and coming on strong towards the end of the year. And so I work for a, a guy who's been doing the American Royal. This would have been his 30th year doing the American Royal. And, um, and at the time he was just, he was still involved in barbecue and still cooking regularly, but he asked me to come cook his chicken at the invitational for the American Royal. And of course I said, yes, I, I would be honored to cook your, cook your mm-hmm. chicken entry for the American Royal. Cause I wasn't cooking the invitational. So it was all legit and everything. So he gets me set up and he, he brings the chicken and has the cooker there for me, the same cooker that I was using in my own spot. Um, and, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be awesome. These guys are cooking great brisket and pork right now. I'll knock this chicken out and it'll be, it'll be awesome. By so, the way, were you a little cocky going into this? It sounds like, I don't know. Uh, you know, honestly, <laughs> it, that's the way it is most of the time with me. So <laughs> anyways, so we get, I get the, the, the chicken all trimmed up. It looks beautiful and, and get it on. I, I go off of a, a very specific timeline with my chicken. It's all about timing. So I get the chicken on the cooker. It goes 45 minutes and it comes off the cooker and it's beautiful. This golden, you know, like the, the mahogany color, like Brad was talking about, where you just kind of, you go off of the color and, and, and how it looks and everything. And so my next step is I put it into an aluminum pan with a little bit of like a couple pads of butter in the mm-hmm. bottom of it, cover it up tight with a food service plastic so it doesn't melt. Mm-hmm. And then I put a lid over the top of it and it goes back on the cooker for another 45 minutes. And every single time, it comes out and the skins bite through. It's beautiful. It's tender. It's juicy. It's everything that you could ever want in a piece of chicken, except for this one time. And for some reason or another, and I think I, I think I know what had happened. I, I was always used to cooking very fresh chicken, and these guys had bought uh, chicken and and froze it. And oh. it, they trimmed it out and froze it, so it was a previously frozen product. Right. Well, I didn't have, really have a lot of experience with that because I've never messed around with frozen chicken for a contest recipe. At the house, yeah, it's fine and everything else. But the, when you're dealing with very specific times and very specific temperatures, you don't want to mess with your variables very much. And that was a big one. And I, it didn't even cross my mind. I was so jacked to cook Jeff's chicken for him <laughs> because we knew we were going to have a good time and we were going get to get our names called. So fast forward to the, the 45 minutes in the pan. I open up the pan and the chicken is completely destroyed. I mean, the skin shrunk up. It looks like there was little postage stamps on the, on the top of the chicken. <laughs> I, honest to God, I thought I was, I thought I was going to pass out. Okay. Not only is this a guy who actually taught me how to cook barbecue oh, man. and, and we're at the American Royal. It was his 30th year. Cook, or, I'm sorry. It was, I'm sorry. I take that back. It was his 25th year cooking the American Royal. 
And we had a big party for him the night before, you know, and it was all good. And we, and I look at it and I about pass out and I'm like, holy God, I don't know what I did to this chicken. It's terrible. <laughs> Take a bite out of it. There's nothing you can do. We sauced it and turned it in and everything else. Fast forward to the award ceremony. They get calls in two categories at the American Royal, which is, is really good for the invitational and should have won, but came in almost dead last in chicken. Nice job. <laughs> Barbecue Radio Nation will be right back. Every Barbecue Radio Nation show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more, each and every Thursday. This is Big Mo Kason. You're listening to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm going to tell you what, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. You have crossed into the line of Barbecue Radio Nation. Everything you're about to hear may or may not be true. (laughs) That's really good. And welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation, a little Twilight Zone for you. By the way, if uh, you didn't catch all the show today and you want to go back and listen to some of the great interviews we have, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, along with Podcast Chaser, just to name a few, just type in bbq radio nation and um you know we such a busy show today i want to mention of course we're on facebook and we want you to become a part of barbecue radio nation just go to bbq radio nation and like us on facebook it is absolutely free and of course we want to thank our guest brad Leininger, <laughs> who helped us out today. He's part of the Gateway Drum Smokers, and he's got 42 grand championships, 120 category wins. He, too, has messed up t- fixing a chicken by, in his case, just not lighting it. <laughs> Yours was frozen. He just didn't bother to light the smoker. Well, so. that happens. So we're, we're going to have a whole segment one day about lighting your smoker, and uh, check him out at gettingbasted.com and dspoorhouse.com. You know, next weekend... Um, it's the weekend prior to Veterans Day. And so we definitely want to take some time to salute the veterans. Uh, we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff on the next show, and you want to tune in for that. It's all going to be good stuff. But uh, we want to do a salute. Um, T-Bone, you got somebody lined up for the show, too. I know I also do. Yeah, I'm just going to say, he's known as Daddy Cooks. Daddy Cooks! Daddy and, Cooks. And uh, Daddy Cooks learned to cook while he was in the service overseas. Okay, that's awesome. And he's got some stories with that, too. A, a combat veteran uh, who passed the time away learning how to cook. Very nice. Yeah, that's awesome. We, uh, we I've shipped some stuff uh, to uh, Afghanistan for, for some guys. Yeah, we really? shipped some of our barbecue sauce and some seasoning, and and yeah, they, they sent me an awesome email and, and said that it helped them pass the time while they're stuck out there in the desert. Oh, gotta have barbecue. Ooh, I foresee us putting some care packages together. <laughs> in the future. I like that. Speaking of sauces, our Ask Dr. Dan segment was sponsored by Banana Jack Murphy's original barbecue sauce. Your taste buds will go bananas. And be sure to check out the Banana Jack Murphy show at tigerradio.com. That's tigerradio.com. And a lot of these products we talk about on the show, you can also check that out at kansascitybbqstore.com. That's 
KansasCityBBQStore.com. Just about anything you need, of course, is on our Facebook page once again at BBQ Radio Nation. Speaking of which, you can go there and ask Dr. Dan a question, or you can email him direct at Dr. Dan at BarbecueRadioNation.com. Be sure to tune in next week as we're going to salute our veterans, and it's going to be a very special episode. Have a great Halloween, and enjoy yourself, and turn that clock forward, and we'll see you next week right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. (laughs) 